welcome to Jet Cetera, uh, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast uh, about the Jets, other sports, and etc. That's usually food. <laughs> I'm your host. Always sports, food. Yeah, yeah, almost always. Yeah, I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lyons, and I'm joined as usual by our sports columnist Mike McIntyre. We're in my office here on December the 23rd at 1355 Mountain Avenue, the Free Press Building. Mike, welcome. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we should give all the details. The temperature right now is a balmy minus 20. That's nice. Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Minus 33 with the wind chill. It's a sunny, it's a sunny day, I though. frankly was, we have a really old van that I drove here, and I was a little surprised that it started this morning <laughs> because we forgot to plug it in last night. Oh, okay. Uh, so good on the 2007 Pontiac Montana for still having a little giddy up and go. I have a BMW. It always starts. Um, it well. does not have a. It does not have a block heater. They don't have block heaters in BMWs, by the way. Um, I did not know that when I bought my first BMW, but it always starts. You got a garage? I do. Yeah. We do not. Oh. So that's the thing. Yeah, that would hurt. I, I've never. Yeah. Actually, you know, a couple of BMWs ago, um, <laughs> um, I left it out overnight somewhere, and it didn't start. Yeah, it had to be boosted. So this is episode forty-five not a car podcast, no. but it could be. And today we're going to be talking more about the NHL's plans to return to play. We have more and more details on that and more and more will be coming out uh, today. The schedule is supposed to be out today. Uh, what the Jets uh, roster might look like, uh, what covering the team might look like uh, for you and others, Mike. Uh, I'll touch a little bit on the CFL's offseason and their free agency period that's coming up. And uh, of course, uh, uh, it's two days till Christmas, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. For I, I'm going to continue to check the um, record button here, folks, because <laughs> as you may know, if you've listened to last our last podcast, presuming one or two of you did, um, Steve forgot to press the record button, so we had to do it all over again. No man. do-overs this time. No, man. The one that we didn't record didn't record was a good one. It was. It was probably really, our best. <laughs> it was probably best of our forty-five now. <laughs> forty-five, yeah. Low bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, first period. So, Mike, first period. Bing, bing, bing. There should be a buzzer that goes off or something. Is there a buzzer that goes off or something? I think there is at the inter when we go to intermission. Our ace producer Jen Zarati does put in a sound effect. Uh, as we transition between periods, but nice. not, yeah, not a, not, a, not a puck drop. I gotta listen. To you that. should listen to our podcast. I don't. I listen to a you little bit. You could double of, the listenership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my mom and you. Um, uh, well, we know a couple other people. We that do know. To we do yeah, know some people that listen. Shout out to some, those people. Yeah, shout out to those special people that we've learned are listening to our podcast. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, <laughs> so the uh, NHL is back. Uh, the schedule, as we mentioned, uh, is supposed to come out today at 2 p.m. It'll be interesting to see that. Um, what have you heard about it, though? Uh, I bet the Jets have a lot of games against Canadian teams this yeah, year, Steve. Yeah. I, I'd be going out on a limb to say oh, that. Oh, it's the North Division, though, right? Yeah, they're calling it We the North, <laughs> uh, like the Toronto Raptors, I guess. Well, how dumb was that? I mean, just just on a little tangent. Like, just call well, it the Canadian well, Like, why? Would, so, uh, first of all, I haven't set out this email yet, but I'm putting a publication back. On North the, Division? Yeah. I haven't used that term no, yet, I yeah, and I, I won't. So that, That's just yeah, dumb. It is like, dumb. Like, what? What? How about the fact the Tampa Bay Lightning are the favorites to win the Central Division? Do you think of the Tampa, oh. do you think of Tampa Bay as being Central? 
Well, uh, it's Western Florida. <laughs> it is, which is still, though, I mean, they're Eastern time zone. I get it. But yeah. there's too many teams in the Eastern yeah. time zone to play in the yeah. East. So they had to move just like. Yeah, I can, I'm okay with that. How I'm about okay. the Minnesota Wild and their chances in the West Division, and Steve? The, yeah, yeah. I mean, Minnesota, Minneapolis is east of Winnipeg, <laughs> right? Like Southeast. And yet they're playing in the Pacific time zone. Oh, so there's yeah. some weirdness. But I mean. Well, they lobbied for that, though, didn't they? They did. They were originally in the Central, and right. I think St. Louis was in the, or Dallas, sorry, was right. in the uh, West, and now Dallas is back to the Central. But yeah, it's all whatever. Who it cares? is. I mean, you had that. to group uh, divisions of seven in the case of the North Division, GAG, yeah. uh, or eight, which are the other three divisions. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the big question mark, of course, surrounding the NHL right now, Steve, and specifically the Jets and the other six Canadian teams is we're going to get a schedule today, which is going to have the games listed as if they're happening in the seven Canadian markets. In the North, in the north in, markets. Right. Uh, so we'll see, for instance, 28 Jets games scheduled for Bell MTS Place. Right. And the, the other 28 will be in the other six Canadian cities. The question, though, is are they actually going to be played there? And... We don't know the answer to that because everybody's waiting on the provincial governments in the five provinces that are affected uh, and health authorities to either give the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Right now, I guess you could say they've given the thumbs down because they haven't approved it yet. Mm. But they, the NHL went back earlier this week, I guess made another pitch. As I wrote in have, my... Have these people, like, it's British Columbia and Ontario, just so let's... And let's, I think Quebec as well a little bit, but for, it, yeah? BC's okay. the big holdup. All right, so what are they What are they worried about? Um, as you said in your column this week, I mean, the, uh, any of us can fly to Vancouver right. right now and do whatever we want to do. The whole Jets team could go to Vancouver yeah. today and, and go to a restaurant. Are there? They are. Yeah, and we could go for dinner at Joe yep. Forte's. Have you been to Joe Forte's in I Vancouver? I have not. Oh, Seafood? Yeah. I will go to Joe Awesome, Forte's. Mike. There's a shot. There's a seafood again. Right? And, of and course, if the Jets were to fly to Vancouver today, they would fly commercial. So they'd, they'd go through, co they'd line up at the airport. They'd maybe get a middle seat between a lot of other people and nobody would have to get tested and they wouldn't have to quarantine when they get there and they wouldn't have to quarantine when they come back because we don't even have a quarantine in the West. And yet the provinces don't want these same players going on a charter where they will be tested every single day, where they will literally go from the airport either to the rink or their hotel where they will not be allowed to go anywhere, including restaurants, lounges, bars, strip clubs. James Harden. Shout out to James Harden uh, of the Houston Rockets, who <laughs> has put his entire team in jeopardy for their season opener tonight, getting caught at a strip club last night. Uh, even, Steve, they, um, they will be allowed to go for walks, but only if they're by themselves wearing a mask outdoors. Like so, And yet, uh, for some reason, the NHL or the, sorry, the provinces won't agree to this. And I say some reason. I know what the reason is. I wrote about it today. It's nothing to do with, with health and safety, in my opinion, and everything to do with optics. These provinces are worried. Well, whose votes do they think they're winning Well, that's here? the thing. Like, this, this is almost American-style pandering in a sense. And, you know, it's interesting. I got a few emails today in response to that column I wrote of the very type of people that, would clearly be upset if the government were to give the green light because they're saying, no, these players shouldn't. If I can't do this and this and this, why should they be able to do that? 
and that's kind of, and it's apples to oranges if it's even that. I mean, to me, the NHL's plan, you could argue the seven NHL teams, that will be the safest place to be if you're a Canadian or someone in Canada. Uh, I, I guess the, the, uh, the counter argument to that, and I get sort of the optics, is that there's a, a lot of individual people or groups of people or collective bigger groups of people that could also make a case for uh, having some sort of gathering or event, et cetera, et cetera. A funeral. That, w- that would be safe. Like, do you know what I mean? And, and, and then, and so, but they don't have the wherewithal potentially to make that or the uh, resources lobby, the, more, more of the lobbying, yeah. right? I mean, they might actually have the resources to control ish, their environment, control sure. their environment, but they don't necessarily have the resources to lobby the provincial governments like, like, you know, the NHL owners do type of thing in the NHL. And so, is it fair? And so there's, you know, there's, you know, just plain devil's advocate. And I'm, listen, I don't, I don't care one way or the other. Well, I shouldn't say I don't care. I mean, it'd be nice to have some hockey to cover. Right. Uh, so from a self-selfish point of view, I'm, 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 I'm interested in that. But so, but I can see their argument, and so I can see. But I, but man, I think that in the the governments have made exceptions. They have for. Uh, different things and so this is this seems like a no-brainer to make an exception for this i suppose these nhl teams would argue that there is some benefit to the local economies by playing i mean they is there it'll be minimal of course because the number of people that will be employed on a game day would be drastically reduced i mean there'll be some people that obviously involved right food so you know there's some money obviously that's rolling into these um all right markets we know the fallback plan steve if if the uh, and time is of the essence, three weeks from today is when the season starts. So these teams have to know very soon if they're playing in their home markets or if the plan B is very likely going to be back to Edmonton, uh, which is becoming the hub city of hockey in North America. I mean, it's it, city of NH- champions, Mike. It is. Uh, NHL <laughs> returned to play last summer, World Juniors now that are starting later this week. And so they've got the setup. Um, but you know, the, the NHL, uh, they're waiting on word. Maybe it'll come today or in the next couple days. Um, either way, the games are going to happen in Canada. It's just a question of if they're happening in seven cities or perhaps just one. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Setra podcast. Just a little housekeeping before we get going. This is likely going to be our um, last podcast until the new year. Well, it will be for sure until the new year. So happy new year to everybody out there. Have a great holiday season. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. Um, uh, Mike, when the Jets do play and where do they play, well, um, what do you think of their lineup? Um, it's I read I saw something on Twitter this week that the Jets had done a lot to improve over the offseason or something like no. this. They're, they're the same team pretty much, aren't they? Well, they added Paul Stastny. Oh, Stasny. Paul Stastny, right, yeah. I mean, which is a... It's not a small addition. Yeah, yeah. You Depends and I, what you're you getting. And I with differ him. on that. I'm not a big fan yeah. of that move. Like this guy's his 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 best before date is long past. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, and maybe in a shorter season you get a little yeah, more maybe. out of him as opposed to the 82 game grind. Although Let's the see games, how many games are going to be the games are going to be compacted for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if if people saying the Jets vastly improved, I suppose you'd be looking at a full season of Dylan DeMello, which they only had him for like a dozen games last year. Um, and maybe 
th- are those same people banking on like a Ville Hanela or Dylan Sandberg making the team and then making a difference right off the hop? That's a big how, ask. How well were the Jets playing? I keep thinking about this. How well were they playing when the lockdown hit last they March? Were, they were one they of the hottest teams well, in the league. Right? Okay, they were so 9-2-1, and one, I believe. They were doing really well at that time. Like they were defending, defending well for okay. sure. They right. were, and their special teams had really their penalty kill was pretty much the best in the so NHL. So that team, if they were playing like that, yeah. if they were playing to that degree of competence, for the lack of a better way of phrasing it, that was a, um, they'd be a competitive team for I sure. Guess. Yeah, which is why I mean I was really high on them. I thought they'd easily handle the Calgary Flames in the first round, and that was. Be, well, based entirely c- on significant injuries. They did. And yeah. nobody predicted Line and Shifley getting right. hurt basically on their right. first shifts or in right. the first game. Um, but that was based entirely on, I think, the 9-2-1 run the Jets had since they acquired Dylan DeMel. They look like a different team on the blue line. He, he settled the whole back end down. So with that in mind, I don't think you can just look at the whole season as a whole last year and say, well, they didn't improve much. They didn't have Dylan DeMello except for the last couple weeks of the year. Now, one guy doesn't make that. One guy doesn't make right. I mean, he he moves Tucker Pullman off the top pair and That's into a, a more settled role yeah. on a third pair. Right. Um, obviously, Connor Hellebuck, I mean, anybody high on the Jets' hopes this year has got to be banking on Connor Hellebuck picking up where he left off, right, as the Vesna Trophy winner. Although, if you're the Jets, I don't think you want to have to have Connor Hellebuck bail you out as much as you did last year, do you? Because you're probably in trouble if you're going to just leave it up to him again to steal you that many games. Well, he's he's one of the, he's the either... So they pay him for, he, I guess. They do. He's either one of the best or the best player on the team. Right. He might actually be the best player on the team. And so um, you're going to rely on your best players significantly. And so, uh, yeah, I guess... I gonna, One of the know. interesting storylines to follow as this season goes along, Steve, and we'll see the schedule later today, is just how compacted it is. Word is that there's going to be almost exclusively like two and three game series where you'll go to a city and you'll play the same team two or three times before you move on. In how on. many days, do you know? Well, that's to me, that's the big question. If it's two and two and three and four then that really brings the role of like the backup goalie maybe into play a bit more. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, we know he'd, he'd play every game if he could. Uh, and managing his rest has kind of been an ongoing issue. And the Jets, you know, last year they really couldn't manage his rest. They needed every point they could get. They may have no choice this year if they're playing that much. Granted, the travel won't necessarily be as onerous, right? Like a back-to-back if you're in the same city, isn't the same as a back-to-back when you have to get on a plane in the middle of the night and pull into the next city at three in the morning. Um, so maybe, I mean, I'll be curious, how many games does Connor Hellebuck play of the 56? Does he play 45? Yeah, 45, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we know in the 82-game season, anyways, he'd eh? play 65-ish. Right, so, right. I mean, Connor Hellebuck, like I said, he'd play 56 if they'd let him. But um, So do we, uh, I, I was thinking this week, you know, you predicted uh, that the Jets would finish fourth, fourth. in the North Division slash Canadian. <laughs> um, I was thinking sixth, but you know what? So is Vegas, by the way. Yeah, Vegas, I, is, Vegas has got I think Vegas had well. them, them in Calgary, like yeah. identical odds for fifth and sixth. But it's, so I know this this team, it com- dumbfounds me to a certain degree, or uh, uh, um, in that they have you know uber talented group of forwards for sure. Like all, all, 
among oh, the best top five in oh, the league. Oh, for sure. Shifley, yeah. Line, Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler. Yeah, yeah, and now Stasny would round out a pretty good top pretty good six. Six. And then even the other guy, and then even Cop. their other forwards, Cops are really good Roslevic. player. And Roslovic's a good player. Lowry's a good defensive player. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and and so they've got a really, really good set of forwards and their defensemen. Uh, and then they've got the best goalie in the league. And so Neil I mean, Pionk was like fifth in power play points in the NHL yeah, last year. So, which, I mean, hypothetically, I guess, uh, you know, I guess they could finish anywhere from first <laughs> to last, really. Well, you know I think I mean? the Ottawa Senators might have dibs on yeah, last. I don't know but about they, that. They could surprise. I they've, don't know. You never know. They yeah. added Matt Murray. I'm, and I'm, I am not a fan, by the way, of the Edmonton Oilers finishing uh, first. First? No. See, that to no. me, I picked them first, but that's entirely based on. Connor McDavid just willing that team night after night. Who's their goalie? Uh, See, yeah, Koskinen, uh, Miko Koskinen, and um, who? I never even heard of that guy. <laughs> well, Should I have heard of this? I mean, guy? if they is could, Mike Smith still if, on if the they team, they can score. No, if they could score, yes, sir, he is. They did resign. Uh, yeah, they're terrible. Smith, and, and they have the same goalies that they had last year, which weren't nearly good enough. And one of their best defensemen, Oscar Kleffbaum, is out for the out year. For the year, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But they I'm did not sign on the Edmonton uh, Oilers. No they did way. sign Tyson Berry, who was awful yeah, with Toronto terrible. last year. Yeah, exactly. And they're hoping he can. So for sure, I mean, Edmonton might have to win every game, like eight seven, like the old Oilers did in the 80s yeah um but you know is the mcdavid factor he's going to play all his games in I canada i like the montreal canadians frankly i like them too more. yeah i like the montreal they signed canadians. michael Frolik today old oh, ex-jet wow. he's a good just as, as a like on a league minimum basically like seven hundred fifty thousand, just as a bottom guy i really like what they've done um i mentioned about the role of the backup montreal yeah, has Jake never Allen. had a backup which and they've they've killed Carey Price because right. they have to play him so right. much. Now they got Jake Allen. Who's, I thought my mic went dead there, Mike. Oh, that would not be good. Uh, so between Price and Allen, I think you can rest Price a little bit and probably get a better version of Carey Price. And then you got a competent backup, more than competent. Uh, I also like that trade. They got rid of Max Domi, who is really underachieving. They brought in Josh Anderson, who's a real power forward. Montreal doesn't have much size, and right. now they do. Right. Uh, added Joel Edmondson, yep. who I think is a good stabilizing stay-at-home guy. Uh, so, yeah, they'll be fun. And they got some young kids that are kind of rising up the ranks, yeah, and, including and, Cole Caulfield. And they have who, a really good coach, too. So They uh, do. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, they could be a team for sure. Uh, and, you know, Vancouver... They got a really good young core, not unlike the Jets, right? Like, a lot of really good teams in the North. There division. is. Like, they're, yeah. they're fun. The team to me that I think is poised to maybe take a bit of a step back is the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I don't know. They signed a pretty good goalie. They did. Uh, Jacob Markstrom uh, from the Vancouver Canucks. I, don't I know think Edmonton's the team that'll take the backward step. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. regardless, it's going to be great. They have to no have... goalie. You can't even name them. <laughs> it took me a minute. It did. Koskinen and Smith. And I, and I was dumbfounded. Uh, this was supposed to be... This What's was, the difference between dumbfounded and confounded? That's a good question. I am also dumbfounded and confounded about that question. Uh, this was a buyer's market this year, Steve, for goalies. Like yeah. They played musical chairs. There was no shortage of good goalies available. Yeah. And Edmonton got exactly zero Where did Talbot of them. go? He went to Calgary first, and now he's somewhere else, right? Yeah. He, yeah. It, it, there's so many guys changed teams. I'd have to look that up. But uh, it, it was strange that the Oilers didn't make a move in that department when it's a clear need. Kind of like the Jets haven't really made a move to bring in a top left-hand defenseman when that is an obvious need as well. Um, but I guess they feel there's enough internal growth. Whatever the case, Steve, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to play. I mean, the Jets are going to play these guys nine or ten times this year. 
Uh, this is going to be like, you know, the old Smythe division, and it'll be a lot of fun with these Canadian rivalries and no shortage of storylines for us to for us to cover whatever form it is that we end up covering them. Hi, folks. We're back for the third period of our Jet Setra podcast. We're going to ad lib a little bit um, in our... Uh, call an audible. Yeah, we're going to call it Omaha, Omaha for the Et cetera. <laughs> um, since we're not going to have another one of these until the new year, Mike, it's been... Uh, 2020 has been a unique year. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's an understatement, <laughs> right? Um, there's has been it only a, been a year. <laughs> March something. Uh, this uh, pandemic does started feel locally way. here, or whatever. I don't know. You know, I, I, it's, it's been an interesting year. Um, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I read something on Twitter the other day that somebody, somebody actually it was, it was a Rod Black. Uh, said something about how it's the worst year of his. This has not been the worst year of my life. No. Um, uh, I almost feel guilty, Steve, for saying this has been, in some ways, one of the best years of my life, personally, uh, professionally. I mean, I look back, I got to cover a Stanley Cup in the bubble. That was really unique. I celebrated 25 years in this industry. Uh, my wife and I celebrated our 20th anniversary. I got myself or continuing to get myself in some shape, lost 84 pounds. Like I look back at 2020, I'd say I'm closer than ever with my kids because I've spent way more time with them, like time that you, you'd never get that time back. Um, in a lot of ways, yeah, it's been I, a I blessing. It, 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 it's interesting. And, and that's, that's my perspective as well. There's been, I, I can find a, a whole bunch of different things that have been really, really positive about 2020. And, and it was funny in the early part of the pandemic, there was a lot of talk about that, about how people were taking stock of what, right. you know, of their lives really mattered, and they were yeah. looking at things about what mattered and stuff like that. And then, and then, and then, and then now that I look back at it, there's been a lot in 2020 that I'm really, really grateful for, you know, and, um, I did a little thing the other day from my newsletter, which goes out every Thursday. Yeah, we, both, one. we both have newsletters. Uh, this is something that's been a really, really love good, it. Love yeah, the pod. I look forward great. to this podcast every week. Like, yeah, we've done a lot of really good things. Even yeah. though it's not the same amount of sports that we'd normally be covering, like I've loved what coming up with ideas, some features we worked on, things like that, and even just going back over the past year of what I wrote sort of being reminded of things I'd kind of forgotten about. I put together sort of my own top 20 of 2020, and I shared the first, the, the bottom 10 in my newsletter last week. In the one that'll go out tomorrow, I'll have my 10 favorite stories that I got to write this week, this year. Um, so yeah, it's been, you know, even Taylor Allen, our colleague, um, he put together a project that's going to run over the holidays, kind of looking It'll at the be best Saturday's paper. In Saturday, looking on Boxing Day, I guess. Uh, Is that Saturday? Boxing Day? Yeah, looking at the the best Manitoba top s- ten sports moments. sports moments. Yeah, and you know, at first blush, the, the easy joke would be, "What sports moments? There haven't been any sports." But again, Taylor did a great job compiling sort of a short list that then got reduced, and then we voted. All of us in the sports department voted. I won't give away the, uh, the the winners or anything, but it was a reminder, Steve, that there was actually some pretty neat stuff that happened for local athletes and for teams that play locally. Like it wasn't just a completely lost year by any means. The whole year has been a challenge. There's no doubt about that. And and you know and and um, it's yeah, it's it's been a challenge professionally, personally for a lot of people. And and uh, but I I don't. I don't have any regrets personally about it. It's been interesting to see how I've dealt personally from a personal perspective. It's it's been interesting to 
to know how I've dealt with it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, how have I felt during it? I've been fortunate. I get to come to this office every day and sit in this office, and and I haven't been isolated as much as, as a lot of people. And so I don't. I, I'm certainly not minimizing anybody's feelings. I never want to do that. Uh, but I feel fortunate that um, um, I've had a you know I've had a really good year. Yeah. There's uh, social media can be a dark place at times. That there's kind of a thread going around right now. Uh, it's gone viral where asking people, you know, share three good things that happened to you this year. And just reading some of the replies. Just, I can barely remember yesterday, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. And I, I, it's the, I've always been kind of a glass half full kind of person anyways. Um, so it's it's kind of fun to see people, you know, some have to maybe dig a little deeper than others to find three good things. But uh, there is sometimes you know, positives to be found even in negative situations. And I do think... I know, found a positive the other morning I was thinking mm, about you, by the way. it's not a COVID positive. It, it, no, it's just... It's we don't a, like those kind of positives. It, it, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. So Mike McIntyre, in case you folks didn't know, has been uh, hoping for, let's call it that, <laughs> on social media, speaking of social media, for a white Christmas. Right. This was... This was uh, I think we even talked about it on the podcast here, but mostly on Twitter, you've been like going on and on yeah. about how one you want a couple weeks Christmas. ago when we had no snow and it, right, was, it was like plus temperatures. And, yeah, it was stupid. Like, I didn't you know, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was stupid that you were. Uh, were quite, I, I was going to tell you to bite your tongue, but now it turns out, folks, literally Mike did did bite his tongue eating an apple, and he's so, but he's got a he, tongue injury, folks. He has a tongue injury, but so so I'm shoveling on uh, Monday morning, and uh, it was a beautiful day actually. Um, I got out there, and then instead of doing a workout Monday morning, I went out and shoveled or whatever. And, and you know, when I was, uh, it might sound pithy, but I was literally grateful that I was able to shovel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, literally, you know. Uh, this morning, I was not nearly as grateful to shovel. <laughs> it was a lot colder and a blowing wind. And plus, well, I, I ordered this excellent, the the top rated pair of gloves that you can order. I did all this research. Yeah to buy this pair of gloves. I ordered them from Amazon. They came on Tuesday. I was super excited this morning to wear these amazing gloves uh -oh. that cost me $30 or whatever and shovel. Oh my God, my fingers were cold. Like, yeah, I, I went in and got some mittens. But then I was reading later that really no glove, no glove is really good for a past minus 20. That's where you have to put on mittens. So yeah, or l double up or, you know, layer yeah, up or whatever. Yeah, so. You're right, though. I, I did the same thing, shoveled on Monday, kind of cursing under my breath. What have I asked for? Uh, and I did it again this morning uh, as I shoveled again, thinking, like, what have I brought upon us uh, as if this is all my You can fault. all blame Mike. What yeah, omnipotent who, Mike McIntyre. Who's the idiot, yeah, that asked for all this cold and snow? Uh, but you're right. I mean, again, looking kind of on the bright side, just doing my daily walks like even when it's really cold it's just refreshing to get out breathe in some fresh air and I hope other people are able to experience uh, in what has been a tough year for sure uh, we're kind of ending it I'd say on a with some optimism I mean vaccines are on the way there's word today Moderna yeah, now is also a new variant though I know variant. so <laughs> let's I don't get ahead of myself Mike. that is true I'm, I'm, it appears to be mutating in the UK exactly yeah so, it's gonna kill us all right you know <laughs> 
this is like the plot twist uh, uh, yeah, at the end I, of the movie. I yeah. know. Like, it's like, oh my God. So yeah, I don't get it. I try not to get ahead right. of myself. Yeah. Uh, but let's just forget about the mutation for a minute. And uh, vaccine's good. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get some sports here kind of over the holidays and early in the new year. So yeah, it's not all bad. And, uh, and hopefully people uh, find ways, um, especially with the holidays here upon us, uh, to, to, to get some uh, joy out of, out of life. All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our um, Jet Setter podcast. That's what we're doing. I almost forgot where I was there, Mike. Um, any, any sign of the NHL schedule yet? No. No. Uh, we're a couple hours away. Yeah. So we're a couple days away from Christmas. Um, it's December 23rd as we're chatting here. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Then we got Christmas Day. And then we got Boxing Day. Um, any plans any traditions yeah um, so is there a specific movie you watch during I, i've watched uh oh, watch I, a wonderful I, it's a wonderful life? no i don't but i watch elf as many times as i can with will ferrell i think it's the funniest christmas movie have you ever seen it oh i have yeah oh, it's so good oh my funniest one is four christmases yeah very with good vince vaughn yes Reese it is very good yeah, as well. yeah i've watched elf john favreau is so funny four times already in the last couple weeks what yeah i've watched it four like times. Oh, like in one from start to one year yeah, like, really? like in the last two weeks, it, because it's on nonstop, and every time I see, like, I'm not, I'm not just putting it on and playing it, but you can find it almost everywhere. And so, whenever I see it, I basically drop everything and just watch it, even though I, I can almost recite like word for word the movie at this wow. point. Wow, it's so great. Um, so yeah, we Will we, Ferrell gets on my nerves, frankly. But oh really? I, yeah. He's, well, he's, except this, in um, the one movie I really liked, the one was, was Ricky Bobby, Tell the Dig of Night. That was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm praying to the baby Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, there's so many good lines in in uh, in and Elf as well, and I mean, it takes place in New York City, which is one of my favorite cities. I've watched so. it in ages. I might have to watch. Oh, it. So I, I wrote this down here. I might watch that this year, Mike. Thank you. Uh, so we have a huge family, and almost all of my family is still here in Winnipeg. We're lucky. Uh, I was thinking as I drove in today, Steve. So not a my, lot of people say that, by the way. You know, like I, all my whole family lives here. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a family guy through and through. So on my dad's side, I have four aunts and uncles. On my mom's side, four aunts and uncles. Uh, all those aunt and uncles have at least two kids, which are my first cousins. I think by my count, I have 19 first cousins, almost all of which live in this city, almost all of whom have their own kids. And we normally in at Christmas time we see everybody, not at once, but a bunch of different gatherings. We actually jokingly in our family, we call it the 12 days of McIntyre because we see each other so much. Obviously, none of that's happening this year. Uh, we did a great thing this past Sunday for a couple hours. We had about 35 of us on a Zoom call. Normally, I think this would have been year 45 of everybody on my dad's side getting together, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, you name it, uh, the last Sunday before Christmas. We couldn't do it in person this year, of course, so we did it on Zoom. Uh, it was great. Uh, we kind of, we had a, one of our family members was like the moderator and everybody kind of did a little speech like individually, just what have you done over the last year? How are you doing? There was like a question and answer session, a uh, couple, we have lots of talent in our family. Some people sang songs and stuff played, you know, piano. It was great. Uh, I mean, it was different, but it was still pretty great. And same thing over the, the next few days, we've got a bunch of Zooms we're doing. We're actually doing Christmas dinner, Steve. There's normally would be 26 of us at Christmas dinner. 
the 26 of us, that, which is a bunch of families, we're, we're all doing the cooking like a potluck as if we were getting together. But on Christmas Day, we're going to have a designated drop-off spot. And we've coordinated this with like a little spreadsheet. Everybody's sort of swapping the food. And then we're going to Zoom on Christmas Day evening, like, during and after dinner, as we sort of eat dinner together virtually, but in our own little pods of family, and still have all the fixings that you have. So, I mean, you got to try and find different wow. ways. And very inventive. Yeah. How's the Christmas baking going? You were doing some Christmas baking. I I, I got some Christmas baking, but I bought it. Yeah. By the way, I went to Tall Grass Tall, tall Grass. Grass Prairie this yep. week. Got myself some shortbread cookies and some vina tarta. Love the uh, shortbread cookies. Uh, uh, they make the most amazing <clears throat> shortbread cookies. Uh, we really need to get some people to sponsor this thing. <laughs> so my, we do. Um, my wife did a terrific thing for our family. So my grandmother, her famous shortbread recipe, it's still in the family. Everybody makes it. She died several years ago. My wife took the handwritten recipe that my nanny, as we called it, had. She went and got um, like a plaque made for every member of the family that is the, uh, it's like, it's been like chiseled onto wood, like laser printed, I guess, her handwriting of her shortbread recipe. So we have it now hanging in our kitchen uh, and everybody in our family now has, my wife got seven of them made as a cool gift just of Nanny's shortbread recipe, which we are enjoying right now. My mom makes these amazing dream cookies, uh, which are filled with jam. What They're, did you make, Mike? So I made a couple things. Um, one was... And why did you not bring any? Because they're gone. <laughs> you try living with two teenagers, Steve. They didn't he gets... promise to bring some in for me? Folks? I did. I think if we may have a little bit left in the freezer now, what is that it? I think of it. So I made two things. I made these Christmas, cr uh, what were they called? Cr or crackle drops. It's like pumpkin and spice. Yeah, I'll pass. Okay. Yeah, you're not a big pumpkin eh. guy. Uh, and then the other thing I made was. It's like um, it's like a chocolate, but it's it uses Weight Watcher healthy. You probably wouldn't like it either. It it uses black bean paste, oh, instead of cocoa. Well, there's some cocoa in it, but it's like chocolate flavored. It's almost like Christmas crack. Have you ever had that? <laughs> it's like I have little had, pieces yeah, of I with like coffee and yeah, chocolate. Yeah. But this is a healthier <laughs> version of it. It was pretty good. I really like the Christmas. Or the crack, the spice crackle, or whatever it was called. There's these like little balls with, yep, yeah, nutmeg and that. And okay. I love pumpkin, so well, it was great. Oh, that, that, that my that, wife did way more baking. Than just, I, I still got to go out and buy a few more things. I'm not exactly sure what I want. I have not had a piece of fruitcake, um, <laughs> so good. You you've managed <laughs> to avoid that. I've been tempted a couple of times, but I haven't found a real good one. I like to spend a little extra dough. Sir, you're a pie guy. Is there like a, a pie at Christmas, Christmas that you pie? eat? No, cherry pie. Is, is Ours Christmas. is uh, my nanny, again, used to make the most amazing banana cream pie, which is what our family usually enjoys at Christmas. Is that a Christmas pie? I don't know. It's become one in our family. I Somebody's don't know. Somebody's making, somebody I know who I'm spending Christmas with is making a cake. Uh, it's going to be a, a, cake? Cher a cherry cake. Yeah, cherry okay. cake. The same cake that she made for my birthday. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Is it was wicked. It's like, yeah, super. Yeah, wicked. I mean, the Christmas dinner is great. I love turkey, and I like the leftovers that you can make sandwiches for a few days. But it really is the dessert. And uh, 
So I'm, I, I'm binging on sugar, just so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, I will yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. you've I, taken off 84. You could put on four I over could, the vacation. Right. I, I'm, I'm budgeting for four pounds over the holidays. And then at New Year's, I got a, a, I got a, a planned workout program. I'm going to start January the 3rd. I've actually tried. You sent me a couple workouts, and I've done a couple. Have you? I, um, yeah, I really the, enjoyed them with Joe Wicks. Uh, Joe, yeah. Uh, I've tried them at home because I don't think the gyms are opening anytime soon still. No. What'd you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Oh, good. So my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, has also done a couple of them, and she really likes them as well. She's Oh, I'll send you another uh, couple. Yeah, no, she's... Because this Joe Wicks guy, he's bailed on his YouTube station, I, and yeah. I blasted him on YouTube the other day <laughs> over this because he's got this new app. Oh, so, so he's, he's bailed. He, yeah. Profiting so more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's bailed on the two sick... 2.6 million people on his YouTube Hoping channel. they follow him now to yeah, the pay but, to... But you yeah. can't even you can't even get the app in Canada. Yeah. Um, but you can get it in, in the UK. And it's like 15 pounds, English pounds a month. So it's going to be like 30 bucks a month for this like app. Like a gym membership. Yeah, I'm not... There's no way, Joe. So yeah, I, I ripped them on the YouTube channel this oh. week or whatever. I did, yeah. So a <laughs> bunch of people gave me thumbs up. Anyway, I'm sorry for the tangent, folks. But um, I'm glad you tried them. Yeah. He's, he's really quite good. But I have, I have some some other ones I'll send to you too. Good as stuff. Well, yeah. yeah, my daughter's gotten into it as well, and because uh, yeah. uh, she would come to the gym with me all the time, and it looks like it might not be great walking weather. Although I'll still get out, but uh, yeah, the next few days might not be great. So I may put on a pound or two or whatever, yeah, but enjoy. it's worth it, right? You gotta you gotta indulge every now and then. So yeah, it'll be a different kind of Christmas, but still keeping our family in a way connected and. Uh, looking forward to a nice little break here. All right, folks, we're just we're out of time here for 2020. <laughs> Most people are probably done with 2020. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then, so we'll we'll uh, you know you all have a great uh, holiday season, a happy new year, uh, Mike. You enjoy your time yes. with your family and whatever you're planning to do, and um, and uh, the next time we chat with you folks will be sometime in the new year. We're not exactly sure when and. The Jets will probably be playing by they'll, then. They'll, and, uh, they'll either be uh, wrap, close to wrapping up training camp or perhaps opening night. Yeah, we're not sure whether we're going to do another one of these or the on the 13th, 6th or the 13th. Um, um, so we'll keep you in suspense. Uh, but anyways, you all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mike, same to you. Eh? Take care, folks. Thank you.